All righty, peeps. How you doing? Does it feel a little different? Does it sound a little different? It is a little different because no longer are we today WFH Cordal nor WFH from the living room at Bondi. What we do know is Chrissy up there on the Gold Coast is still Chris up on the Gold Coast. So that's how we present ourselves on this Monday afternoon. G'day, afternooners. Thank you for listening. Uh, however you are listening, SEN welcomes you to what we like to describe here as our very broad house of worship. We're in the studios. It's it's different, but it's the same. So we're in the same studio. We're not yet in the new studios, but it's a lot of excitement around the building, isn't there, Coach K? I'm getting the nodding head from Coach K. So he and I haven't seen each other directly for a period of time. That was an emotional homecoming to or not. But anyway, uh, welcome back to the listeners across the SEN network. SENQ 693am up there in Brisbane. SEN 1170am in Sydney. Remember, if you've downloaded that SEN app, you can listen anywhere at any time. And I know a lot of people do over there in the west of Australia, Adelaide, they're listening, regional areas of New South Wales. We're doing it all thanks to our great friends at SBS Fence. That's portable toilet and temporary fence hire in Sydney. SBSFence.com. Dot .au. That's Alex and the team. If you want to be a part of the program today, we openly encourage you to do so. one 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. Right, on the program today, City Morning Herald sports journalist Dan Walsh. So we'll get to this story coming out of the UK, but that is a, a change in the laws about where you can tackle in the amateur game right up until the reserve grade level. They are looking to introduce it into the UK Super League in 2025. It's not too far away, peeps, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. We'll get Dan's very shortly. SENZ host Mark Stafford. So Staffy's here. We've got the managing director and publisher at Media Week, Trent Thomas. He's a regular on a Monday. We look forward to that. And and I am reliably informed that we are going inside the Queensland Bulls, the Brisbane Heat. We're going inside that squad. With whom? We are waiting on confirmation. Come on, Stevie, up there <laughs> Anyone in Brisbane at the moment that knows a bloke named Steve who works for the Queensland Cricket, just give him a little nudge. Who's out? What, what's top of our wish list? We've got Matt Renshaw, Michael Nisa. So lots of respect for those two guys. So anyone got any sort of pull there with Stevie up there at Queensland Cricket? Uh, there's been text conversation today. We are looking to lock in one of those two guys. Uh, lots to talk about with that. All right, let's get stuck into it then. Uh, test match week. There's something exciting about it. Queensland listeners, how excited are you that it's not actually in Brisbane, that it's actually going to be over there in the west in Perth? Uh, Optus Stadium curator Isaac McDonald is set to push the limits of grass coverage in a quest to strike a better balance between bat and ball after accepting that the test pitch at the venue last summer didn't deteriorate as much as he would have hoped. Hang on, it got to the fifth day, so that was, well, let's just put it this way. It's better than last night down there at Geelong. We know that, so there's there's a tick. Uh, it was rated good by the ICC. So Australia beat the West Indies 164 runs, but they had to declare twice. No one could get a wicket. Uh, no Pat Cummins on that one, so that was that was a little strange. People scoring runs left, right, and centre. So the drop-in pitch, yes, yes, we know. Uh, that's got. Here's my concern with the concerns of head curator McDonald. I'm just going to tinker with a few things, and I think that will probably, hopefully, positively influence the game. Oh, 
What do we say about hope, Coach K? It ain't a system. Uh, I'll look to try and take a little bit more grass off the top. Dear me, dear me. Anyway, just shave it down a little bit. Hopefully it'll take a bit of turn, says Nathan Lyon, as he is welcome back into this. Here was the article that caught my attention in the Channel 9 newspapers, the Western World. It's Daniel Bredig writing about the impact that West Australians have on the West Australian test. If you don't get behind the test match over there, you're against them. Right, so they're looking at this. They didn't use the word conspiracy, but um, you join the dots on these ones. They have had to get Justin Langer out there 18 months after being sacked to say, hey, everyone in Western Australia, come and watch the test match. It'll be great. So they're expecting 25,000 uh, 25, people a day for the first three days. <sighs> Good luck with that one. So Christina Matthews is the CEO over there, and she's talked about the fact that, hey, you need to be careful about the way you treat Western Australians if you want to get the best result from the West test. So that's what they want to call it. She said, Western Australian people love owning something. We love the, the West test. So you've got to look after people like Justin Langer. She said, I don't have a problem with him being relieved as coach of Australia. It's the manner in which it was done. And you know what, Christina? I totally agree with that. Think about all the people that came out in defence of Justin Langer. No one said Justin Langer should be the coach of this test site. What they all said was the way Justin Langer is treated is unacceptable. And I totally agree with that one. So that wasn't on Justin Langer. That was on Cricket Australia that time. So never in my life have I thought of Australia like the West Indies than I have at this point. Like we are six separate nations, maybe seven if you want to include the Northern Territory. Eight, okay, I'll throw Canberra in as well. But it, we are literally eight nations coming together to form a cricket team. We are essentially the West Indies. Never have I thought that more than I do right at this point. And through that prism, think about that. If you want to get people in Western Australia to go and support the Australian cricket team, you have to put West Australians in it or coaching it. I've never thought so much that in my life than I do right now. And through that prism, listen to this. Andrew McDonald, Victorian said that next generation quick Lance Morris, West Australian, will need to cool his jets with Mitchell Stark, New South Welshman, brushing off injury concerns ahead of the summer. Here's Coach McDonald on selections. I think it'll be a pretty... Uh, how do I put this? It'll look the same as what it has before. There you go. Yeah, we're pretty clear on our selection philosophy and what underpins that. So we're there to pick the best 11 uh, that we can at any given time. And I think the World Test Championships put a premium on every test match. Davey's playing the first test match and, and we'll go from All right, so Davey's playing the first test match. But you think about this, right? So think about that through that prism. So, of course, Mitch Stark and Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood are going to be the three fast bowlers for Australia. Of course, they're fit. They're going to do it. They've been that way for the last six, seven, eight years. When fit, they get picked. I mean, that's just the way it is. They're all from New South Wales. That's not their fault. Anyway, Lance, Lance, what's happened? Lance put a few under notice there, in particular Marne. So it was a good contest, a good hit out, and all the quicks returned in good order. So Lance, really close, but we're not going to pick you. Sorry, Western Australia. Who we will pick? Mitch Marsh. Hey, where's he from? Western Australia, first home test match in six years. Now everyone from Western Australia is going to buy a ticket to go to Optus Stadium. First test match on home soil since 2018. 
So can you believe it? He's had a career-defining last six months. He's captain Australia. had that great innings over there for the Ashes. So it's very much like Usman Kawaja 18 months earlier. Usman couldn't get a start in the side until Travis Head got COVID. Got a start in Sydney, century and century, and the rest is history. He's still going around the 36-year-old. So the 32-year-old Mitch Marsh, he will be in the side. Can't sell some tickets on that one. What about this one? Mark War says, who, who possesses the technique and temperament to become the nation's next top opener? Cameron Green. Where's he from? He's a West Australian. How good's that? So we've had Marcus Harris, Cam Bancroft and Matt Renshaw. So what have we got? Victorian, Western Australian, Queenslander. All making runs. Renshaw was the standout. We, we followed it with great interest, didn't we, on Friday afternoon. D- tell me you didn't after... Stop listening at 3 o'clock. Didn't just keep getting an update on Matt Renshaw and how many runs. 136 not. So he's put himself top of the pops. He's number one to come back in if they decide to go for an opener, to replace an opener. But who does Mark War suggest should be? Cameron Green. He should be the next top opener. So Marnus, oh, you don't have to move from number three. Mitch Marsh, oh, you don't have to open. We're going to put Cameron Green up there. To open. So we'll look to see how that all plays. Never have I thought that Australia is more like the West Indies than I do right now at this point. Australian cricket wonderkind. Annabelle Sutherland. I don't know how. I don't know how I got onto this, but I was watching the WPL auction. How good Sarah Kanguli was there. She's gone for 200 crore. How much is that? $364,000. Annabelle Sutherland. Is she a more valuable cricketer than her brother? Her brother's a star too, by the way. I should have asked their father who was on the program last week. I can't believe I can't believe how that all transpired. We had James Sutherland on as CEO of Golf Australia. And last night I thought of an extra question that I had to ask him. Because on Friday night we called the BBL game. That was the Renegades up against the Sixers. The Sixers won. Steve Smith was player of the match. But Will Sutherland was the best player on the field. He was amazing. And then general manager of cricket, Austin, got a photo with him after the game. Asked, excuse me, Mr Sutherland, could I get a photo, please? I thought, right, good work, nice manners. And Will Sutherland said, Mr Sutherland, I've never been called that before. And then I turn on the telly on Saturday night and Annabelle Sutherland, it was a Sutherlandathon for me. And I, now the question I would like to ask James Sutherland, okay, there's one over left to win a T20 game. You have the choice, batting or bowling, to pick your son or your daughter. Very Sophie's choice. Which one do you pick? Because they're both stars, out-and-out stars. So she's going to get $364,000 for six weeks' work. She's 22 years of age. How good's that? If I'm mum or dad, she's living at home, I'm charging rent. I mean, that's obvious. That's obvious at that point. Phoebe Litchfield's gone for 182000 Lauren Cheadle for fifty-five. Sophie Molyneux, fifty-five. Georgia Wareham for 70000 The whole auction thing, it's bizarre and macabre all rolled into one. I found it absolutely fascinating watching that one. Remember, don't worry, Ash Gardner's already over there and I think she's getting paid about six hundred. So good luck to her on that one. Last night we saw a little bit of cricket, not too much. Uh, down there at GMHBA Stadium. Do you take another game there now that we've had these issues down there with the weather? Let's have a listen to Michael Vaughan, audio courtesy of Fox Sports. I just get frustrated with cricket, you know. 
cricket has the, this habit of, of having these kind of scenarios. I mean, I'm pretty sure they knew it was going to rain all day yesterday. Can't you get extra covers in? I saw it at a test match in the UK at Old Trafford. I saw last year at Sydney, the SCG, that there wasn't enough covering. Too much time taken out of the game. And oh, I think we always just sing, oh, it's just unfortunate. But seriously, you can't get enough covers to cover a, 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 an area of turf and get more covers in to make sure that today's game goes ahead. I, I just find sometimes in cricket, we make too many excuses up for, for, for what I should see, that that should not happen today. He is 12,000% right. Absolutely correct. It is one of those quirks of cricket that sometimes rain interferes with play. We see it all the time. And when you pull the covers off at third grade down at Trumper Park and a little bit of water gets on the just to the west of the wicket, that happens, right? But at the SCG, at the MCG, even at GMHBA Stadium, with the broadcast going on, with all the investment that's made in this, get bigger covers. Get the covers that you roll out there that catch the water so the water doesn't go anywhere near the wicket. I don't know. Just invest in those. How much is it? Who cares? Buy them. I reckon there's someone out of Cordor could build them for you. Put the wheels on and everything. It's crazy. Michael Vaughan is 100% correct with that. Anyway, we're going to talk about this. There's new rugby league tackle laws over there in the UK. We'll do it with Dan Walsh. The, the RFL's Brain and Health and Clinical Advisory Group have recommended that the new tackle height, which is below the armpits, be introduced into amateur football and then into professional football in the Super League in 2025. I would love to get your thoughts on this. This is a real conversation starter, this one. So Dan Walsh will have all the latest. Anthony Seabold quoted in this one, really well positioned to answer, uh, to talk about this because he's had time in rugby union and now obviously in rugby league with the Manly Seagulls. But I find that so interesting. And as I said, we'll talk about it more with Dan Walsh. We'll get to Eddie Jones. We'll get to Sua far longer throughout the course of the afternoon. I wanted to get to Carl Olawapu because it leads us to our talk topic today and and that is that now the 18-year-old has had uh, a bulging disc. We know that. I think there were multiple specialists who asked him, encouraged him to re uh, retire from the game aged 18. He's now gone through and had surgery with a view to playing again at some stage next year. But the hypothetical that comes to you here is retire and have $1 million because that probably would be the payout from the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs and have the rest of your life. This is the hypothetical. So we're getting all Jeffrey Robertson on you and hypothetical. And I don't know how it came about, but you can make your own judgments on this, people. So I was given a hypothetical by my two sons yesterday when we were driving home from the basketball. And that was, Dad, you can take $10 million now or you can take a million dollars a year for the rest of your life. What would you do? And I said, well, that's easy because I'm a 52-year-old male and life expectancy is 78, so that's 26 years, so 26 million. So, and by the way, you get a million straight up. Anyway, I don't know, Dad. You've got to live for a year before you get that first million. So what would you do? And I'm like, wow, good question. What would you do? So the hypotheticals, we want your hypotheticals for today. Make us make a decision because we would absolutely love that. one 1170 The text line 0457 736 736. $100 cash 
up for grabs, all thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. The Who Am I is here, the Signet Boost Power Bank, that's up for grabs as well. So all the regulars are here. All right, let's get ourselves to a break. After the break, we're back. We're talking tackle height with Dan Walsh from the Sydney Morning Herald. Stick around.